Hey, Headbangers, this is Rabbit Ron, bringing you the Tri-County area's hardest and hottest metal. Helping out today are our guest DJ winners, Beavis and Butthead. How you doing, dudes? Uh, no. <laughs> How about you, Beavis? <laughs> Check out my butt! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's give Beavis and Butthead time to calm down a little and play something from the new group, Viking Funeral. What do you say, Butthead? Uh... They suck. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Till Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm Ron Hallett, your host, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Goldeneye, baby, Goldeneye. Yes, and welcome to episode 38, Goldeneye, Pierce Brosnan's first foray into James Bond after getting screwed out of it two movies earlier. But guess what? We have a guest. Right, Bruce? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. You can't wait? You can't wait to introduce no. our guest. Okay, go ahead. Yes. He is, he is the number two player in the world. He's number two. And, and, he, oh, and, he, and he's won Pinberg. He's won. And, um, and Bruce, he's just a, what? Are you sure you're introducing the right person? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go yeah, ahead. It's Zach. It's, it's Zach Sharp, right? Uh, no, no. Well, well, what do it, you mean, no? It, it's Josh Sharp. Oh, shit. This is the guy who freaking runs IFPA. Yeah. He wants to charge us a buck. He wants to charge us a buck. And he's a freaking podcast whore. Yeah, and he's also on our show right now. You might oh, want to be nice to him. Hi, yeah, Josh. Bruce. Hi. Ah. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? <laughs> no, Josh, Ron, I've been, I've been Ron, looking Ron, I need to, to know, when you, when you do the intro, are you reading it written down, or that no. is memory every time? No, that's memory. That's memory. Good for you. All right. Well, we've we've done 37 episodes now. 38, yeah. So, yeah. Hello, Josh. Josh, welcome. Hiya, boys. Playing any tournaments lately? Oh, my God. You know, I don't get to say that often anymore because I only really go to big ones. But, yes, I did. My my wife will certainly let you know that I just went to a tournament this past (laughs) week. Oh. Which is why we have limited time tonight. (laughs) Well, but to show your dedication... For those who don't know, Josh was there for the circuit on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh-huh. then That's flew right. back yes. home for your daughter's birthday, I believe. Yes. Yep. She turned three. That I flew back and flew out back. Now that's dedicated father right there. There's a man's priorities I, in order. I got so many props from so many people, and my only response is, like I had a choice. My wife would have killed me <laughs> if I didn't do it. But I appreciate the props. I'll take them. He knows who the boss is. He knows who the boss is. That's good. So, uh, Josh, I heard men were throwing dollar bills at you this weekend. There was a lot of that. Was, uh, I almost got to pay for my second flight back to Pittsburgh. Excellent. It was crazy. So, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start with that. So, actually, for the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, Josh, would you like to explain what this, this new 2018 rule or, or thing is going to be? Concept, campaign, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so we are... We're attempting to elevate what our state and national championships mean to the world of competitive pinball in an attempt to hopefully garner more media attention and potential corporate sponsorship down the road by having endorsed tournaments 
fund those prize pools rather than having the finalists fund those prize pools that we've done the first four years. The funding will be based off of uh, it's $1 per player per event submitted into us to be included in the rankings. And off it went. With 52% approval rating on Pinside, I might add. What? What's, that, what's, that, what's that Pinside 52%. thing? I only like probably read till til forums. <laughs> we had a little we had a little bet amongst IFPA staff of the approval rate that that Pinside post uh, the poll would generate, and I think I, the highest that anyone guessed was 30%. So we're it, we're we're beyond expectations already. It was just completely uncontroversial new thing i just i don't see yeah i mean you know what i'm i'm far more interested in in like knowing what you guys think about it and 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 how you guys have received like what it means to you because if if you don't know what it means and how it's working and why we're doing it then i clearly didn't do a good enough job of explaining that to start so i'd open the floor to you guys to for your reaction to it and that would that would be of great purpose to me my first reaction honestly was we had some inklings that this was coming Yes. And we, we didn't say anything, of course. We told in confidence. But when I saw the announcement came out on April 1st, oh, the yeah. first <laughs> thing I, I thought I is... Bruce, Bruce would totally appreciate that. I know wow. Bruce I loved it. I loved it. What a dick. How could he do that? <laughs> Everyone is going to think that this is like, oh, okay, April Fool's. Because it's not like you haven't put stuff out there April Fool's before, like true. the million-dollar tournament and all that stuff. <laughs> so it's like, dear God, everybody is going to think this is a joke. And then it's not going to be. And that's not going to go over well. Yeah. Yeah. I own that. I couldn't help, you know, maybe I got a little bit of Nightingale in me, but like I, I, it was, oh, I couldn't resist it. It was, it was great. Just right there for the taking. And then it sets up, it sets up future April Fools that like may not be real. And into, you know what I mean? Real. I'm setting myself up for the really long play here, joke wise. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> now, my thoughts, actually, I don't mind. I don't mind it, but I had one. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. I love that. What, yes. What if we did, instead of $1 per event, maybe a $25 yearly membership? That would so cover the, the So the logistics, first of all, how many people do you think are going to pay $25 a year based on how many well, you get, tournaments you give they a plan? Bumper, you give them a bumper sticker. You say, I'm part of IFPA, you know. And no, I'm, no, I, no I, that, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm asking, how many players do you think pay that fee? Mostly, if they're going to play, honestly, a lot of the players are probably over 25 tournaments. Think about it. For, that, that is not, did you see the data dump? I did, Phil, I saw Phil your Gavaldi? data, but I, last year I was in 39 events myself. Okay. Yeah, but you're in, you're in a pinball scene. I am in a pinball scene, but New York City, a lot of guys, I know what you're saying. Some areas it's not, some areas it is possible to do 25 And, and most areas it's not. Like, I right. don't play 20, I don't play 25. Nope. Of course not. No. And you still are in a league too with the, in Chicago also. I am. Well, and, and you know, there's, there's, there's things here, right? Like, like I play in a league once a month, but we only report annually. So that's one event. event. So there's a lot of variables here in terms of execution that, that we're leaving it flexible to tournament directors to decide how they want to implement it. Now, I don't mind the dollar. Honestly, I don't even mind $25. Guess what? Everyone doesn't take into account a chance of, uh, you know, the purpose of you have servers that are holding this information. You're making trophies on your own. There's a lot of other things that are going on. I know that money's not going towards that, but there's a lot of other things that people don't realize that 
Somebody's there paying are, something. There is, there is, and and I'm happy. You know, I'm happy to have called this an administrative fee and, and then donated all of it. But like, yeah. I prefer to be honest. To be honest with with what we plan on doing, and and the plan with that money is is similar to what we we did at Raw Thrills with Big Buck Hunter, which was we, we pulled from these the online tournaments into the world championship pot. And if and, you look at and if you look at that right now, your your videos that you do for that and the tournament and everything like that down there is incredible. Yeah, but it took a lot of work to get yeah. to that point. And and for us, it it what what I've seen is it's been so much easier to attract bigger and more lucrative sponsors. The bigger you get, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of it's crazy like that. I mean, I had a conversation with with DraftKings, you know, three years ago before fantasy football, you know, daily fantasy stuff hit big and and with, for potential sponsorship and the amount of money that was in play for what we were doing with was like a joke to them. I know. And, and, you know, on the, on the buck hunter side, I know we were able to land like Jägermeister last year because we were able to talk about this big thing and we're letting them be a part of this big thing. And unfortunately, for better or worse, big thing tends to, you know, rotate around the access of dollars at play. Unfortunately, for, for a lot of people that don't play pinball for that part, but it's one of those necessary evils that I see that can potentially take the sport to the next level to be have more people interested in even knowing what it is. Forget about players, but we have people that watch, you know, the Buck Hunter Championships now that, that aren't Buck Hunter players. They're just you know, entertained by this world they didn't know existed. And maybe they become a customer if they see our game at the bar. But for for them, it's more about just exposure. I totally agree. I see it. I actually watched a little bit of it. I was amazed at these people. Their first, you know, how they play, you know, because I'm still an arcade guy a little bit too, but uh, just the crowd mentality and the the frenzy. Like, you know, we see it at Papa when you're behind the scenes, you know, and you're watching the guys, you know, you guys up in A. And we're like, oh, oh you hear like, you even heard it when, when Bowen lost that ball. The whole crowd went, yeah. oh. And, but it, your things for the, for the Royal Thrills, oh my God, it's like a thousand times hotter and a thousand, a thousand times wilder. Is this crazy as darts? It's uh, it's definitely the dart stuff is crazy. It 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 trends towards uh, like that kind of you would never anticipate that it would be that crazy, and it's sort of like over the top crazy, because buck. I mean, it's a bar game, so it's sort of like it. We we take Buck Hunter exactly down the path like that. It needs to be played, which is like fun, exciting. I mean, the competitors are drinking, so mm-hmm. it sort of has that vibe going on. The sponsors are a lot of alcohol sponsors, so. You know, the idea of, of seeing people, you know, we had Moosehead Lager for a, a big sponsor a couple of years ago. And to see everyone dancing around to some music while competitors are playing in the background and everyone with their Moosehead Lagers is something that they can then use going forward. I don't see a problem with it. I don't mind a dollar, but I don't know about Ron. And I know some higher players did not in like I'm, I'm going to join the protest. I'm joining the you protest. Are. I'm being pulled. Okay. Those are like, what are they talking about? There was a prominent player who I believe has to be pulled. That uh, that is true. And I would assume it was over this. Again, I don't know that for a fact, I'm but the timing of either. that, the timing of it seems uh, it, it it has to be. It, it I believe it is. Okay. 
And I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying what it is. If you want to know what it is, it's very obvious. So yeah, that's very obvious. But I'm not going there. I I I see it as you know it's now the Super League is in effect dead, kind of in the New York area. It's it's different here now. It's a little different than it was before. I mean, in that you will have like if I go to the Buffalo Open, I might actually get enough points to make the state finals, the the actual state finals, you know, not the upstate finals. And then maybe I can get some of the money pot. Who knows? That's the nice thing. But I mean, most of the, I, I think most people are going to have issues with it or ones who live in parts of a state and maybe don't have a scene and other parts of the state that have a huge scene that have really no chance to, to get in there. The interesting dynamic I find is like, so that argument of these small scenes that can never compete with the big scenes to even qualify. So they're not interested. But meanwhile, these big scenes are all like, F this. I'm not participating in this. It costs us so much because our scene is so big. And if they go away, now suddenly the little scenes can actually have an impact in the yeah. state you know, standings. So yep. it's one of these weird, like, there's a push-pull dynamic here with this, where if, if everyone gives the middle finger to it, then I can tip of Illinois and run the only Illinois tournament. And suddenly my player group is is you know being represented at nationals like there's no telling how it's going to play out in the different dynamics of the different communities now with uh, jeff you talked about i listened to the pinball profile hi jeff pinball okay. profile uh and i listened to the whole thing and it was a great interview and you guys talked about how you can actually make sure before the tournament starts that either add a dollar or you take a dollar off the top or you pull people whoever is in, say, if you have 30 players and the top 20 say, I don't want to be in it, but the bottom 10 make it in, pay the dollar, and at the end of the tournament, whoever finishes the best player out of the whole tournament, out of the 10 people, will be number one in the IFPA eyes. Correct. I love it. Great. Correct. Guess what? We're, we're trying to be as flexible, as flexible as we can for the tournament organizers. Yes, and honestly, that the only thing I'm going to have a little problem with, of course, is... Is it going to be PayPal? Is it going to be, I guess we're going to do it by PayPal, I'm assuming? Yeah, we're going to, I mean, I'm, I, I deal with money, you know, for my real job. So I'm, I'm extremely yeah. comfortable in, in managing this from the accounting side. And I know some tournament directors that plan on fronting me, you know, yeah. they're going to send a check for the first hundred dollars. And as they work down that balance, they'll let me know. And it could take a couple of months to work down that balance. But then they don't have to worry about it. You know, they can send me one check, be fine for three months until I ping them again and say, hey, but, you know, at the rate that players are playing in your event, you won't have enough to cover your next one. Perfect idea. That's a great idea. Now, what kind of car are you driving now? You know, and what time? Are you, what kind of I car are you? am driving an Aston Martin. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and I'm looking to upgrade to a Tesla 3. Excellent. It fits with the bond. Yes, it does. It's <laughs> Aston Martin BB5 with modification. Right, so does it have go. the uh, oil slick and no, the smoke wait, screen? No, wait, it's I'm driving a BMW Z3. Isn't that? Oh, uh, yes, you are. Z3. That was there you go. The Goldeneye. Yes. <laughs> I want to make sure we have this all set that, you know, you know, somebody doesn't see you driving in a nice new car and going, hey, where that's where all the money's going? Cause that's right. guess what? I have no problem with that. I really don't. I think it's going to be better for the sport. So you called it a sport. It is a sport. It is it's going to be eventually a sport. All right. Eventually, it's going to have to be. And if as I told sponsors, Jeff, there, there, there are certainly, you know, even if even if people are willing to sponsor that dollar, so the players are actually paying nothing, you know, there will be areas and communities with tournament directors that just 
believe that it, this is against the fabric of their being and they won't run their event as an endorsed event, even if it's free because, you know, of, of sort of in that like protest land. And, and that's fine. The most important thing for me is as long as they're getting together to still play pinball, I don't particularly care if it's endorsed play or not, you know, for the, for the purposes of growing the game, you know, glo- globally as a thing that people do, you know, I've never looked at the IFPA as the the carrier of that burden, so to speak, in, in terms of, of us being the only reason why people are out there playing. And Ron's been a really good example. I've known Ron forever, long before, you know, Whoppers existed. And Ron's always had a great perspective on, like, he plays the same way and reasons why he's played, you know, in 2001 as he does today because it really doesn't impact him in, in any way and you know i feel like you know the the balance between the responsibility that we now have for killing pinball if we do this is sort of unfair credit we're given with growing the scene to where it's become today yeah it's kind of like it like some people were asking me at papa when i'm you know i'm playing in b it's like, why aren't you playing an A, Ron? Don't, don't you want to know how you stack up? It's like, no. I know, I, I know how I stack up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I watch the, the players that kick my ass on a regular basis, and, and they're, like, not qualifying an A. So what chance do I have? Probably very little. How much chance do I have of spending a ton of money? Very high. So why not just play in B? Well, you're not getting any points. Well, okay. So what you're saying, so I don't get points... So that's a good thing. I can keep my rank nice and high so I can right, keep playing right. in B. You know, and, and honestly, if, if I ever got ranked high enough somehow where I had to play in A like at Papa, I would skip A and just play in classics. There you go. That's that's well, yeah, what, what I always do. What you could do. do is suppress yourself off the website right before Papa starts. And then SP, they won't be able to look up your ranking. Suppress player. Now, Ron, Ron skipped out of it this year because he didn't have to f- finish the semifinals. He finished ninth in B. One more yeah. spot, you would have had to move up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it top eight or top? Is it top eight or top I four? I think it's top eight when you go into B. I, I'm not. Oh, have to go into A the following year. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was I, just the top four. Yeah, I think I it's know. just the top four. Me, oh, he would, he would, me, and Josh, I'll vote you. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's top four. Yeah, because that's that's what I remember it. My, my view is we'll see what happens. I always yeah. have the wait and see attitude. And if anyone didn't That's see, my uh, view too. yeah, if, what That's Josh said, if this totally blows up or, you know, just bombs big time, well then try something else. I, you know, it's kind of year to year thing. See what happens. We change shit all the time. Anyway, guys, we get yeah. yelled at every year yeah. for something. We might as well uh, get yelled at for this, this year. And then, for changing it back next year, whatever well, it's like. Well, you had rule changes, it. but that that weren't controversial. You see, for this year, so you had to do we this. We didn't. I know because I, you you weren't I getting can't. enough shit. You had to do this. <laughs> That's right. Top four. Top four. You're right, guys. Yeah, of course, I'm right. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly why. So, Papa. Papa. Yes, let's talk about Papa. First, the software. What did you guys think of the software and the app? Uh, I love the app. I I think that it. The finals could have been shown better. The whole yes. deal, if, if but, oh, just so listeners know what the hell they're talking about, the app. There was an app this year. So instead of using the usual, the Never Drains like, site that they usually use or, or whatever, it's off of the pop site, but it's the Never Drains software, they had an app. 
And with this app, and this was a dangerous app for someone like me, not only could you, you know, you, you could cue yourself, but you could pay for your entries with this app over and over and over again. And uh, it's you, not you, even real money. You just start tapping on your phone. Yes. And you have more entries. It's I amazing. Mean, yes. You, you can save your, your info, your payment info, which I didn't do because I'm paranoid about that. But you, you could and just this like, I'll have six more, six more, 12 more, whatever. Just keep buying. Buy, 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 buy. That, that, that was like, whoa, that freaked me out. That was too easy. It was too easy. <laughs> and, and in B Division anyway, the cues were excellent. I mean, they were just never got too long as opposed to, say, classics. Um, you play classics, Ron? Did you I enjoy play some of those, uh, like, nine-deep cues yep. from time to time? Yeah, well, the only one that didn't matter was Stars. <laughs> stars was eight or nine deep, and you're like, oh, I can't leave the area. I'm going to be up in a couple <laughs> right. minutes. I mean, Average it was, game time, They can't. Even, it says zero minutes. It hasn't even yep. made it a minute. It was that brutal. It was awesome. And people just kept playing it, not just because you're trying to get a score, because they love Stars. Stars has just earned quite the reputation. But, um, yeah, it, if I one thing to improve with it would definitely be because you would tap on finals. And, you know, if you're used to looking at, like, the, the table or the, you know, the brackets format that they used to show, it doesn't really look like that. And, and you have to tap, like, on the bottom. It'll have, like, round one, round two, round three, round four. And you tap on it, and it'll just have player names, and you got to tap again to actually get the match results. And some of them weren't always getting updated. Like, I think Classics 3 ended up just not being on there at all. So it, it, it's, it's weird in a situation where you're at Papa and you're, you're asking people, well, who won? Because it's not there. <laughs> you know, that's kind of weird. Or, you know, if, when you're like, what's, what's going on in the finals? And, well, and you look over and you, you have to look at the, um, what, what is that called? It wasn't like the glowy thing that they had all the like scores the, on. The, uh, the, yeah, the, the LED grease board yeah. or whatever. Yeah, instead of like what they used to use, the, the big paper with a marker, now they use that. But it was, it was kind of the same deal. That kind of was like, I think it was done, the finals were done better as far as the scoring, because you could just look, and it was immediately updated. Now, it was a little different then, which was weird to see it like go from that to kind of going backwards. But the app, everything else in the app, I loved it. What about you, Josh? What do you think of the app? I love the not having to stand in line to buy tickets. Great. Being able to cue myself for a nine deep Captain Fantastic line while eating dinner at a restaurant. Great. <laughs> I like I wish you could and I understand why you can't, but if you could cue yourself for the classics and the skill division at the same time, like that would have been just epic because you could, you know, wait in both lines at the same time, knowing that your wait was much longer in classics. And then after you played, you know, for me, I can go play my A game. And instead of waiting 45 minutes for my classics game, I could wait 30 minutes for my A game and then finish my A game and head right over to classics and be, you know, second or third in line to play that classics game. So you're sort of killing two Q lines at the same time per minute. But I can understand why they did not go that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I even missed I missed a cue because there was like three people in front of me, but it was a situation where they weren't there. So they called that like one too. out after yeah, another. I, I like, think, nope. yeah, they've talked about someone mentioned like, when you got the text notification, which was also awesome when the queue line moved, like to know how many deep you were. So yes. like, I get the message and then I'd be yep. all paranoid of like, I know I was five left, but was I really five? And it's like, oh, my God, I'm two left. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over there right now. Oh, it just buzzed again because the person isn't there. Oh, my God, they're passing me. <laughs> and I did I did miss one Q&A that way when 
you know, they call someone's name three times and it's like next. And then all of a sudden your phone starts buzzing with like, that was either the shortest game of Iron Man I've ever seen in my life or someone missed the cue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would advise what I was thinking. And I thought the same thing. If they had like an option, like where you had like how many games in a, like how many games players ahead of you do you want to be notified? And have it like a little scroll down, like wheel. Where you just say one, two, three, four, however many ahead you want to be notified. So I want to know when one person's ahead of me and yep. then alert me. That's what I, I pretty much waited. You know, Zach and I went and hung out in a corner, watched movies on our tablets. And then when when the on deck text came, it was like, you know, one of us would just magically get up and walk away. <laughs> then go play <laughs> your game, come back, sit, watch the movies, hang out, wait for the next text. I was thinking you've been playing the tournaments too long. Where there were several times in classics where I'm I'm playing, and out of my peripheral vision, I can tell what player is next to me without, <laughs> without seeing them just by their mannerisms. You know, I see someone come up. I see you know shorter than me, wearing a baseball cap, t-shirt. He's wiping off the lockdown bar in a certain uh, way. That's it's, Zach. It's, yeah, it's Zach. Then I see you know like the water bottle. I say, oh, oh it's Josh. I mean, you know, I, I oh, Keith Elwin's next to me. I can tell it's him. I forget. I was actually having uh, had an interview with maybe it was the HBO guys who I talked to before. They showed up for Robert, but like the idea of like the all the players having their sort of weird personalities of how they play and how they stand and how they interact with the game, and that that the the person who was interviewing me like had no concept that that would be possible. Like I didn't understand how like the body English and the mannerisms of players would be so vastly different when you're just standing up and pressing buttons, even if you're nudging the game, like why everyone wouldn't be standing the same way. And I I made the comment that I'm pretty sure, you know, out of the top, you know, 25, 50 players, if if you showed me a silhouette of that person playing, I could probably pick it out of a lineup Mm -hmm. because it's, everyone is just so interesting. If I see someone, you know, lifting up their leg in a dog pissing position, I know it's probably Josh. Does that a lot? The, the, the leg up position. That's that's the first thing I think of when I see. <laughs> or Lyman, Lyman with his cross legs. Or Lyman cross leg way low. Or I hear like yep. the side of a machine being slapped severely. It's probably Andy Rosa. There's there's you know certain mannerisms you just see. You know, you mentioned HBO. HBO was there. HBO was there to film Robert's horrible finals. Good lord, yeah. that he picked the wrong year to to bomb out. But it was, yes. uh, and I don't know if they if they came back and caught any of Escher's stuff. They did. Hopefully they did. They did. Okay, they, they were good. they were in the corner during that. That's why I was thinking like, well, they still got a good story here if they want to stay. Yeah, yes. I, it's supposed to air in May, so you know it's not one of those things where you know we all forget about it and then three years from now it shows up. I think it's supposed to be pretty soon. All right, so it's not like King of Kong because I was there when they filmed nah, that. Yeah. It was like two or three <laughs> years later it actually came out. Like, oh, there I am, fun spot. All right, um, yeah, and, and they had the dude. Like when Robert was qualifying, actual qualifying entries, like playing Funhouse, the dude is like oh, in his yeah. face. He's like a foot away from his head as he's filming. No, there's a real. I I know. I've I've talked. I've talked with some of the players where like if, if this is where the sport, you know, this is where I want to see the sport go. Like the the kind of peripheral vision crap that nobody likes to deal with will become a necessity. And I know oh, for yeah. a lot of people, sort of the the overhead camera was a, a reality that people didn't want to have to deal with. And then the anxiety of being under the camera for the first time and dealing with that. And I think that's obviously become more normal now over the years, but that was an issue when things first started and people not wanting to be on camera, but hopefully that's a problem that we can, 
you know, at least with this dollar fee, it's a problem. We're hoping that in five to 10 years, you know, 20 years that we'll see. Yeah. Golfers deal with it. Believe it or not, exactly. as picky as they yeah. seem to be, they just, they just, you can't be moving. Like this dude was like moving back and forth and you know, while he was filming them, the, the, the golfers get antsy when you move, Yep. you know, so, but whatever, whatever. I, I really, I don't care. We used to, when, when I used to bowl, I would play games with my dad where I just like go on the lane next to him and move all over the place and try <laughs> to distract him. And he was, you could not distract him. He didn't care. So, uh, Ron, you're going to ask Josh the question that you talked about with you and me? Uh, how good he did? No. Well, how good I did? Come on. Well, I, you, I finished... you, got, you got ninth and B. I, I was in rarefied air for me. I had, like, top ten scores in five of the six games and spent literally most of Saturday trying to get that sixth one on either Countdown or Heavy Metal Meltdown. <laughs> and yeah. it did not work out. Did you uh, did you like the Herb style over Papa style, or what was your take on your ex- your Papa experience? For someone like me, who's yeah, probably my worst thing is consistency. It's great for me. I was able to play, and I I like to thank a couple players. I like to thank um, uh, Jim Belcito for giving me tips on um, Surf and Safari, and I'd like to thank uh, Bowen for giving me tips on um, Sopranos. I mean, I, I actually had to execute those tips, but I, I did, and because and, I had like 50 million in Sopranos, and I, you know, he, he said, "What are you going for?" And I, well, the only thing I know to go, I go for the multi-ball. It's like, no, go for envelopes. Just like shoot the ramps, shoot, shoot, go for envelopes. You shoot the fish when it's when it's lit. Yep. You know, go. So okay, I did that in the first two balls. I you know did nothing in the third ball, got into a groove, and I ended up like 110 million. Had a top 10 score in Sopranos in, in the B division. It's like, well, that worked. Well, I guess knowing the games really does help. Maybe I should like pay they attention more. Did they have the uh, pl- plunger removed yes. for B division? Or yes, it? it had the nice. plunger removed. It had no. I don't think it had a ball saver either. And then when we when we did when we had the B division playoffs, they took a bunch of the games from A division and brought them over. So ah. you know, no, no ball savers, no nothing. So it's okay. So I ended up tied. And this this is the funny part of the story. Both Bruce and my father are texting me saying, "Oh, you got eighth place, first round by." Meanwhile, I notice I'm tied with someone for eighth, and I'm thinking, like, uh, <laughs> oh, no. there's probably going to be some kind of playoff occurring. Sure enough, Kevin Martin comes over and says, uh, Ron Hallett. And, and Andrew, I think, was the other guy's name. It's like, playoff. Metallica. Go. So for the eighth spot, which I lost. Ugh. But I won in the first round, so it was okay. I won a game. On the third ball of big game, I had two Lazaruses in, the, in one ball, in the third ball. And that got me second place. Nice. That was awesome. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing, Nothing wrong with that. With Especially that. the first one was one of those Lazaruses that barely comes above the flipper. The kind <laughs> that if you're really pissed and weren't paying attention, like most people probably do, you wouldn't notice it. But I, I was on it. I got that. Dug it out of there. And, yeah, I was – I, you know, I took a zero on Ghostbusters. So uh, Ghostbusters got revenge for all the shit I talk about it. It's like no got a zero. Yeah, yep. it's like you were you were due yep. for that. It was due. It kicked my ass. Yep, it pissed me off. That majorly pissed me off. But we were in a situation where um, the one, one guy he had to, if he just didn't end up last, he was in. But he ended up draining out. He shoved the Metallica. It was Metallica. He shoved it like five feet forward and then ran over and just kicked 
the uh, trash bin. You may have heard it in A Division because it was loud, extremely loud. Everyone's sort of like, what was that? What was that? Some people thought he like hit the machine or something, but people were like, that was uncalled for. Kind of was. That was kind of extreme. Ah. But then we ended up in a one game, <laughs> one game playoff with like three people for one spot playing Transformers, of all things, fun Transformers. Uh, nothing the first two balls. The third ball, I finally started getting it going, but drained out short of taking the guy. And I drained out with a tilt, trying to save it. So went out that's as good. I should. That's, that's good. That's yep. how I want to go out. And and it wasn't like a pilot error trying to recover type tilt. It was an actual trying to save the ball tilt. So that was good. Good for you. Good for you. How did you do, Josh? I did fine. I did, I, I did well. Like, I finished fifth. I lost in a tiebreaker to the Wonder Kid mm-hmm. to advance to the finals. So it's you know for me at, at this point in my life it's disappointing. But you know if if before the weekend started you know when I take fifth and all that comes with it you know probably because it's much easier to not finish that high. But yeah. uh, you know I was feeling good that day and and playing well. So it would have been nice to take that into the finals and see what I could have done. But that's uh, that did not happen, and that's why you play the game. Yeah, you're still young yet, though. So someone like me and Bruce, we're old. Uh, I'm, I'm catching up. I'm catching up to you guys fast. These kids, <laughs> these kids man, they they age people. That's fast. funny. The funny thing is, you, you kept thinking like, who's going to be the first like the the first new new person to win? You know, because it's usually always the same the same group of players win. And you're thinking, like, is it going to be Raymond Davidson? Is it going to be Kevin Burrell? Yeah. Is it going to be Josh yep. Henderson? One of these guys is going to be the champion. And then a 13-year-old wins it. Like, okay, we were totally wrong. Obviously, in their 20s, they're too old. You have to be 13 to win. I have. I, I immediately got home and started my 5-year-old on pinball steroids. Actually, there you he go. Only ha- he only has eight years left. Pinball steroids. You're there. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, we have a question for you. Yes. We, we, yes. We know your father is the man who saved pinball. And we want to know how many times behind the scenes, like when you're eating dinner at, you know, the table, family dinner, do you guys laugh about them and say, can they ask me any other question besides this during an interview? <laughs> like, does, 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 does your father get sick of answering that? Does he start like saying like, well, yes, I completely saved pinball. It would have died if it wasn't for my game. He, he's, I think over the years he's gotten, he's embraced more of the legend. And so mm-hmm. at this point it's like, Yes, I did kill an elephant on my way to the courthouse, to, you know, or else I never would have made it. But I think uh, uh, an interesting development recently that people don't know about is that he's been he's been digging through some uh, audio tapes that he has from when he recorded his pinball book back in the 70s. And, you know, hoping to get that digitized someday and released to the world. And one of the tapes he found was labeled court hearing. Oh, and and it was like the the hair on the back of of my and Zach's neck sort of stood up. Like, are you effing serious? And he he doesn't know what's on it. He's getting it. It's literally getting like digitally, you know, pulled now. Is it a real? Uh, and it's like, and it, 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 yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but but I don't know if it's like I asked him. I'm like, is it a chance that it's media coverage of when that happened? You know what I mean? Like it could have been a random media interview regarding the court hearing. And, and he's like, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It could actually be the actual testimony. 
which would just be crazy. I'm going to plunge crazy. the ball now and hit it in this lane. It's like, oh, my God. Well, what's even funnier is I tell them I can't wait for him to be like, oh, my God, this is supposed to go so much better than this. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not doing it well. Like something, something to that effect would just be so much better to just destroy the myth. <laughs> and... and they vote. They voted six to zero to stop this grown man from crying. And <laughs> See, now this is what I love. This is the good parts. <laughs> See, we get. The- well, you know what? You know what, Bruce? You know you're what? old when your first spoken words are on a reel to reel. Well, because we found a reel to reel my parents had, where my voice is on at like probably less than a year old, and it's on a reel to reel. That's when I knew I was really old. Yeah, really old. <laughs> Because people don't realize, you know, yes, your father's, but he's done so much more. He worked at game plan, he designed games, you know, he's done so many licenses for so many plays. You know, he's done a lot more. And of course, it always goes back to. He did. He, he founded Papa. I mean, come on. He's the guy's done a lot. You know, that's why I, I, I actually have more respect for him in that ways because he's done so much more. I always thought of him as the, the mediator, the mediator, the, the guy who fixes stuff when it's broken, um, you know. Dutch pinball, Big Lebowski, bike rides, and stuff like that. He's the man you bring in when it's like, can we make anything out of this situation? Let's get Roger in here. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if we can we can mend this this Star Trek license here. See if we can get this. Okay, we got it. Oh, great. We can do everything we want. It's awesome. I, I know, certainly, and, and we use him for licensing at Raw Thrills, but his ability, the relationships that he's formed, you know, allows him some gravitas to be able to you know, have some big licenses trusted by companies that like have no business, right? Yeah. Like, like, and when we see it at Raw Thrills, when he lands, you know, a license for one of our competitors, because we don't have him full time, he's just a contractor for us. But it's like, you know, we're, we're a pretty big company in the industry. And to, to lose a license to someone who is like, just a startup is like, why, why would Universal give this property to some company that hasn't made anything before? And, and it's because my dad's really good at what he does when he represents <laughs> his clients. And he's been able to do the same thing in the pinball world. I know, you know, for, for Stern to be able to sort of pick any license they want over the years, yeah. you know, they've run into the Roger roadblock where it's like, you know, with between them and, and other companies fighting over the same license, you know, my dad's cashed in some brownie points and being able to, to leverage those relationships to, to get licenses, you know, whether it is for Highway or for, for Dutch or for Jersey Jack. It's impressive. It really is. And then, you know, going back to game plan where he's designed games or anything like that, you know, there's a lot more, to, you know, people don't realize. I don't know if they all realize it. Some people do, of course, but. The inventor of the multi-lane change. Multi-lane. He calls it multi-lane change TM because it yes. is trademarked. Yes. Of course it is. It was I, Williams. They trademarked everything. Yeah. <laughs> Multi-ball yeah. trademark. <laughs> um, here, here's a raw thrills question. Does Eugene Jarvis swear as much there as he does everywhere else oh, I see him? Oh my god, it it's unbelievable. I love that it guy. Actually, it's the yeah. I, it actually like I, my my swearing like had got has gotten better with my kids, you know, being born. But our work environment is not uh, is not supportive of a non swearing environment. It is it's crazy. Because if it's just our listeners out there, and, and there's a pinball connection. He did the software for Firepower and F14 Topcat. Just look up Eugene Jarvis. The guy is hilarious. He's, he is great. And and no filter. It's it's always no best when he has yeah when he has what I remember when I went up to Midwest Gaming Classic and he had some like kid asked him a question about 
like defender or something and he's like dropping f-bombs in his answer and i'm just sitting there with my head down like oh my god eugene know the room man and he just (laughs) does not care it's so just freeing it's unbelievable to repeat a story he was at the um gary stern roast i guess you would call it that they had at expo that when they had at that bar whatever the hell that place was and basically the first thing he said is he's like gary $15,000 $15,000 for a pinball machine? Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Like, wow, okay, that's 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 Eugene Jarvis for you. That is. All right. Um, game you like, game you hike. Yes, because we like our guests to participate in our normal segments. Yes, let's do your shtick. Oh, boy. do your shtick. The shtick. But remember, what do you got? Game you like, game you hate, and you can't. It can't be a game you own. And you have to be able to Which, explain. How many games do you own? What do you own right now? Let's go for that real I fast. I own 24 games, nice, maybe. Nice. In a 600-square-foot house, I believe you said. Uh, yeah. How I'm the hell does that work? A, I'm in the middle of a Bruce move, so all my oh, games no. are folded up in the garage right now. Oh, boy. Uh, what, what do I have to picture where they were? I have an 8-Ball Deluxe, Good. a Monaco, an Air Aces, a Countdown, a Hoops... A Sharpshooter, Cyclops, Barracora. I have the Roger Trilogy. Uh, Dracula. Metallica, World Cup Soccer. What else? Jackbot, Fishtails. Walking Dead Premium. Whirlwind, yeah. Whirlwind Funhouse. I need to go left to right in my mind, Ron, or else I'll lose where I am. There you go. Whirlwind Funhouse, Attack, Tron. ACDC Premium, Walking Dead Premium. I think I said Metallica Premium, but okay. That's it. I think that's it. And a Captain Fantastic, which never made it in the basement. I got it recently, and it's just in the garage. It sounds like some of, like, he's got a hoops. I love hoops. hoops. It's fantastic. Don't say you love hoops, Bruce. You hate all Gottlieb's. No, I like because it's a, it's a single level no, game. But you're going yes. against, yeah, but you also said you hate the ones with the newer flippers, which that has. It does have the newer flippers, but the sh- the shots are fun <laughs> and the rules are okay. Okay. And I I own a Vegas. It's at my older brother's house. In a oh god! There that's, went. Wah, 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 wah. There's because, a reason why it's at my older older brother's house. Well, yeah. here you go. It it went at Papa. I played in a row Vegas just to see how many times I could loop it and get the multiplier and try to keep see how many times I can loop the shot. And then I played hoops because I wanted to play a good game. And then I went over and played Road Kings. <laughs> the sad the the sad thing about Vegas is that it, it's actually a really fun game if you focus on the Vegas letters and then like being able to get to the like cashier target wizard mode mm-hmm. that I've debated try. There's a one way gate on the top of the the left loop that players orbit over and over again. And I want to switch that one way gate so it goes the other way. So if you shoot the left orbit, it just comes back down at you and See what that does for the dynamic of the gameplay. It's on the law. It's on the to-do list. It's at some point when I get that game back. There you go. I want to make that game playable so bad because it is fun if you actually like play the way that the game is supposed to make you play rather than exploiting it. Do you find being like into tournaments that it hurts your enjoyment of certain games because of that? Like I can't it play does. this. I can't so, play this any so other can- way. Can I do so for the game? I hate. I own it, but I. It's a really like I. I want to. I need to use this game because it was my favorite game for all of my childhood, and I grew up the game with the game in my bedroom, and like 
would sell my dad's games before selling this game when I was younger. I loved it that much. And that game is Twilight Zone. <laughs> it was like the best game ever. And God. since becoming a tournament player, no game has dropped further down in my list to like almost a disdain yes. for the game because of how one dimensional one dimensional it is for tournament play that it's like the lost opportunity like most games if there isn't a lot of great stuff then the lost opportunity doesn't mean anything it's like oh well the game's kind of one dimensional but don't worry the other dimensions aren't that good for twilight zone it's like the combination of it's really one dimensional for tournament play and all this other stuff on the game is so epically awesome but you ignore it like it just hurts my childhood soul so bad wow did we just have josh sharp on the show say he hates twilight zone Game i love hates. it that's wow. gonna be a new quote epic that's gonna be a new quote i do but but it's like it's not even just that i hate yes. it. it it's like it's so it's almost like finding out your your kid stole something from the grocery store it's like a level of disappointment more than hate because Excellent. you've built up your kid that like oh i've raised you know such a good kid or whatever then you find out he does something stupid and it's like, oh my god, do I blame myself? Do I blame myself, guys, for hating Twilight Zone? Maybe I blame myself. I don't know what to do. It's my just, smile, it was smile on, on my face is just going like bigger and bigger every second. It was on such a personal pedestal for me, and and with you know ramp, ramp, lock, multi ball, and powerball mania all day. It's just like mind numbing now. <laughs> and then with the, and and powerball mania, like if if the goal was for Powerball Mania to play with the Powerball for longer and and then build up that. If there was risk-reward associated with not shoving the Powerball back out of the play field as quickly as possible, there and, and obviously that kind of pinball didn't exist back then. It's kind of just the, the risk-reward of pinball has sort of been the new hotness the last, you know, three or four years. And I think there's something that could have been really special with, you know, instead of having that Powerball payoff at and, and the Powerball jackpot at $50 million every time, what if it was five million if you cashed the ball in right away, but for every you know spot target you hit, you mm. raised that up. And the longer you were willing to risk the powerball in play before you cashed in, you know, you could raise your powerball jackpot to four hundred million if you wanted. But there's something there that would have brought the game back into some sort of like not just shove the powerball away and, and go for powerball jackpots. Anyway. That's the game I hate, and it's it hates. Me. I hate to say it, <laughs> yes, because I right. because it would have been the game I loved the most in the world at a at a, for a very long right. period of my life. Enough, Bruce. Enough, Bruce. I have a new number one player ever. Stop. I love Stop. <laughs> and I broke the rule. And I broke the rule because I own the game. So, well, but well, I feel well, like well, I had to. I had to. Do no, that. hate you can. Hate you can. Yeah, hate oh, you can. Okay. Like you can't can. though. So you can't say Walking Dead. Ah. <sighs> let's see the game I like that I don't own I own all the games I like I'm trying to think if there's an appreciation for something that I mean for the longest time oh and I I mean I own them in Evil Madness I'd say for like the longest time like the that game you know what Monster Bash I don't own a Monster Bash I think Monster Bash, if set up appropriately, is like besides like the exploit with the spin, with the spinner for for uh, for playing uh, Mosh all day and spinner mm-hmm. points. Like 
the balance in terms of of accessibility to casual players, entertainment, and a wizard mode that's achievable in tournament play when the game is set up hard, like that game pushes right to that limit of Monsters of Rock is still available on, you know, a Papa A-Bank hard set Monster Bash. And I think once you get beyond that, like Attack from Mars, for example, was in the A-Bank at Papa, and nobody went for Rule the Universe, right? Like nobody plays the game that way for tournament play. And to me, that's where a lot of games fall apart for me in terms of it just being sad. Like, I, I want games where... I'm not sacrificing the ability to reach the end because it's just too deep and too hard to make it on three balls. Unless you're Keith Elwin. Unless you're Keith That's what he did again. To, to me, Mo- Monster Bash is like the pinnacle of it is doable on three balls, no extras, you know, no ball save, tight tilt. It's still there. It's like it's really far out there and you need the perfect game to sort of do it, but it's there. Cool. All right. Nice. I have mine. Mine's going to be a little different. Game I like and game I hate. Okay. First game I hate, and I played a ton of it, Heavy Metal Meltdown. Because <laughs> it was just ramp, ramp, ramp all day long. That's all there was. But the sounds, Ron. The okay. Sound. Well, the game I like. Heavy metal meltdown <laughs> because God. it's so cheesy and corny, but the, the uh, sounds are so awesome. When you hit the side buttons, heavy, heavy metal, metal, heavy, heavy metal, metal. And the light show is, is quite impressive because it's one of those Bruce always has to tell me, what are they called again? Bally 6803s that have like 30 zillion lights on them. <laughs> yeah. I just found myself actually enjoying that game, even though I, it was just this one shot wonder. And I just, I, I just enjoy playing that. So that that's mine. How about you, Bruce? Jackpot I like. Love it. Been playing a lot more of it lately. It's at one of our locations in town. I've really been enjoying it. Different ways to get some points. I like it. Uh, game I hate. You posted the picture this weekend. Popped right in my head. Road Kings. Oh, oh my god, I hate that freaking oh, game. Oh, I like Road Kings. Oh, well. God. Bad System 11. There's not many. Bad system eleven. Really, I, I I grew. We used it in pinmasters and, and nationals, and I sort of grew a, a little minor appreciation for it over the yeah, weekend. That, yeah, used it. I mean, it's got the locks, the relock, the the, the shot. I, I the, the way it like fires the ball around and the, the whole. I, I I liked it. I was digging it. Okay, we only got Josh for a couple more minutes. Let's go down to your last topic. With all uh, right, this this and there's a list. There's a similar list on Papa, but I figure since we have you on, yeah. Top five games that seem like they would be good in tournaments, but aren't. So in other words, something like Black Knight 2000, everyone knows that's not going to be good in a tournament because it's just boring and will last forever. But what games seem like they would be good, but actually aren't? So like Theater of Magic. And why not? Left Loop All Day. Yep. No Good Gophers. More software bugs than... You guys have Bond movies to choose from. Yes. What else? What else? Getaway is on our band list. Now, what? Yeah, why is that? It's some kind of what bug is that? So there de- de- depends what software revision, Rob. Okay. The, the okay. best, the best software revision. There's issues with Secret Mania and ball the ball lock counter in terms of. 
it just it loses track of how many balls you've locked. And I don't even know if it's player to player, but all of a sudden, instead of getting a super jackpot, you're starting Red Line Mania because the game doesn't know anything. It, it, it just runs into situations. I call weird situations that uh, that cause tournament directors high anxiety when those <laughs> situations present themselves. So theater magic doesn't fall on that list, you know, in terms of like it can be used. It's just a slog. But yeah. like no good gophers is on our do not use list. Who done it now? <laughs> who done it is on our do not use list. Oh, I like who done it too. I like who done it. I did too. And after yeah, after Kaylee ripped that off at Pinburg, it was like, oh my god, quick, add it to the blacklist. Well, <laughs> yeah, not only ripped it off, but within a week had somebody who was able to replicate it because it wasn't yeah. quite entirely sure what caused it. And it's like, I figured it out. Here, I'll post it on YouTube. Here's how to do it. So that you know, uh, Gophers Getaway Terminator Two, we don't use. Okay. For the the same weird yeah. you know ball locking that, super jackpot yes, that's bug that I ran buggy. into as a player. Oh uh, yes, where it didn't give you the super jackpot when you hit it. Right. But it gave me it gave me whatever however many more targets to multi ball in yeah. multi ball yeah yeah <laughs> yep and then that one also I haven't seen it in a while but I I used to run I don't know did you play in the old pin brawls at Expo back in the day Ron that I ran when I was a youngster yeah youngster uh, I did yes too. I, I both did uh, we, we actually yes, okay. we actually won one of the divisions one year good so like. One year I ran into the uh, on Terminator Two with Lyman playing where it said 255 hits to multi ball, oh, and yes. uh, and was like, oh my god, what is that? What just happened? And then like Lyman explained the bug to me, and it was like, all right, well that game's done. <laughs> so that's probably my. I think I think that's five games. That's yeah, five or more. There you go. But yeah. yeah, there's a list of like, you know, games that just can't be trusted. And I mean, what's sad is most of the time for like low level competition, it's probably fine. But you just open yourself up as a tournament director to, do you want to make a ruling in that situation? No. And, you know, more often than not, it's like, uh, no thanks. I would prefer not to. I have one quick story. This is quick. Go yes. ahead. Yes. This is quick. Just my appreciation of Dracula is actually because of Josh, Josh Sharp. Oh. Inadvertently. Because in all our years, I've only played you once. Single. And then one of the Expo Brawls were partners, me and my father, played you and Zach. Okay. So I really only played you twice. And this was at the second Pin Mania, the first one that was in the garage. The one that you won. So you oh, remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm playing you in Dracula. And this is um, a young tournament buck at this point. You know, I've only been playing tournaments maybe a year or two. And I really don't know any games at all. So I'm asking people, what, what do I do in Dracula? And, and the guy tries to explain to me the whole, like, multi-multi-ball thing. Which, if you haven't played Dracula, there's three different multi-balls. The more you get running at once, the more points you get. In its simplest form. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I got it. Yeah, okay. So I'm up first, and I get missed. And I'm hitting missed. I'm getting jackpots left to right. 10 million, 10 million, 10 million, 10 million. I'm there like, I'm playing Josh Sharp. And I'm, <laughs> kick, I'm kicking his ass. I'm, I'm having a good ball here. And I, I have this long ball. And I'm feeling good about myself. And then Josh plays, and he gets missed and coughing going. So he's getting 20 million, 20 million, 20 million, 20 million. I'm like, what? What's going on? Why is he getting 20 million? I only got 10 million. Software bug. So, Software and, bug. And he, and he played half as, half as long as I did, and he kicked my <laughs> ass. That pissed me off. So, like, literally after that, I just started playing the shit out of Dracula. And really, that's how my love of the game started. <laughs> from that one incident, having to learn, like, how did he do that? I need to find out how to do that. 
Yeah, that game is like one of the best examples of of you know maximizing efficiency of a game that doesn't have a whole lot of rules. But man, is it a great game in terms of just it's like cars passing each other through the night. Like a lot of the times, you just can't line things up, and then eventually you do, and it's like the game boom, opens boom, itself boom. up to you, and it's just an amazing experience. When my father's over, he always finishes with Dracula. I don't know why. He likes to be frustrated, I guess, but he, even with <laughs> yeah, those, those rules, he understands. He gets that. He gets the three multiball things, and he tries it, and he gets so pissed, but he always finishes with it. So There you go. There you go. So I'd like to thank Josh for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're always My welcome pleasure, to come boys. on, too. Since you're now, you know, that, that other guy doesn't get on those podcasts enough, you're more than welcome to come on with us. I need, uh, I, I need to throw Zach in front of some of this fire. He needs to get on the podcast. And yeah, Zach is never on any dollar. podcast. What's up with that? He's just, uh, he's too busy winning, guys. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, there you go. plenty of time to talk because I'm not playing in finals. Winning. Next time we'll get to get him on, definitely. We'd love to have both you guys on. Uh, you know, you, at least, guess what? You beat him. You beat him this weekend. Yes, you did. I did. I did. I'll take it. Did you give him any yeah. shit at all, or or no, or you past that point? No, I've I've I, he's I've I've resigned to the fact <laughs> that he's better than I am. Which, as as the older brother, it's really tough for me to you know put that out there. Oh, uh, it's the William sister syndrome. It is. That's not to say I I won't I can't beat him on any given day. Like you know, That's I finished better than him last weekend. But he I mean, he he's taken his game to some level that I've <sighs> not gotten to. And it's it's impressive. What would you say he's better than than you? Like what particular skill? Accuracy for sure. That's okay. by far my worst uh, attribute. But uh, I think his fearlessness in terms of you know what? Here I'll allow my wife to be mad at me. It will take an extra three minutes. But at uh, at Expo, there was uh, a Metallica. Uh, I had ball on the flipper during during one of my playoff games and crank it up was lit and my sparky multi-ball was also lit my second sparky at the same time and so i cradled it for a minute and thought about like what i wanted to do do you start crank it up and then if you drain your game's over and you never get to you know the sparky or do you cash out the sparky and then do crank it up after so i i chose to play sparky first and take those points for sure and then I played Crank It Up after. And I was sitting with Elwin and Zach after that game was over. And and Zach had made a comment because he knew I paused like longer than normal to, to sort of make that decision. And so I asked those guys, I'm like, you know, what do you think I made the right play or what would you have done? And and this is the difference between me and, and Zach and Keith. Zach and Keith were both like, well, you do Crank It Up first, man, because when you get out of that, you can use that Sparky to reach your second Crank It Up. And I'm like, oh my god, second crank it up. Are you guys kidding me? Like that was so much beyond where my mindset was in terms of like that game being played. But for those guys, it was like, you know, that that crank it up wasn't necessarily the end of the game for them. They knew that they were gonna plow through that and keep going. Yikes. Zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zoinks. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Sharp. We don't want to keep you any longer. Yes, uh, we apologize to the wife. We're sorry. We're sorry. No worries. No problem at all, guys. Okay. Please welcome on here. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Good luck. Have a good night. Good, good night. The show. That was kick-ass. Yeah? Yeah. He's still on. <laughs>
I'm still still alive. Well, now I'm actually walking into a grocery store. So oh, yeah. I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do that while there was recording because I. Have to we're still recording. We're still recording. Oh come on, guys! We're continuing on. Oh yeah, we're gonna go. Oh, on. All right, all right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll drop you. We'll drop you right here if I hit the right button. Here we go. I will. I I can drop out. All right, so drop out. You guys can keep going. All right, later, guys. Later. later. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're keeping that in. All right, we're too. keeping that in. Yes. <laughs> and that was Josh Sharp on the podcast this week. But wait. It's not done. There's not done. more. We still got a whole other show. Well, I got a whole other show. No, no, we're not going to go yes, that long. No, we're not. No, Bullshit. we're not. No, we're not. We got news. We, got news. we we'll do news and we'll do uh, we'll do mail because we don't want to get too far behind on our, our viewer mail. The mail mail ball bag is filled. Yes, yeah, yes. I had I had listeners asking me about the the slam mail ball bag. <laughs> they're, 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 they're like the slam bag mail, but whatever Bruce calls it. The mail ball bag. The mail ball slam bag. Mail ball bag. <laughs> the slam mail ball bag. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> right. First, news. News. Not much, but a uh, couple things. Total Annihilation is going to be built by Spooky Pinball. Really? When did this come so out? They announced, they announced it yesterday. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so I think I might be buying a Spooky. Really? You liked it that much? I actually liked it. I didn't even play it, and I liked it that much. What does that tell you? All right, all right. That was announced. I don't know when, but they're going to know more later on. But I think that's a great thing for pinball and a great thing for a basic game that plays great with all the sounds and everything in the light show. You can make it really, really done well. So that was a good news. Of course, uh, we had three under-18 winners at PAPA. We had an eight-year eight-year-old win D. We had a sixteen-year-old win B. And Escher, thirteen-year-old won A. All right, so he was like sixteen. I knew he I knew he, was, he looked young, but uh, he was he was in the group that uh, continued on that I was in. So he, ah. yeah. Whoever is in my group always wins. Last time I got knocked out of B, the guy who actually knocked me out in a playoff won. So okay. if you're in my group, you're probably going to win it all. Just remember that. One more bit of news. Well, first, uh, I have to thank Jeff Teolis from Pinball Profile for having you on. Yes, he had me on. And uh, you guys talked half about me, which is kind of a little yep. creepy. Yep. Yes, we did. Hey, he brought it up. But uh, I guarantee I'll be getting that Stargazer from you. Yeah, yeah. Stargazer. Oh, okay. One more tidbit of information Jeff told me today, which uh, if, you don't, if you don't subscribe to Pinball Profile, definitely please subscribe. It's a really good really good show i listened to it all he now has 35 episodes is uh george sakai's birthday's next week oh my i'm 80 <laughs> years old yes set phasers so, uh, to study yes studying i am also in news in case anyone wanted to know mr steve bowden fun with bonus finished one spot ahead of tim sexton oh nice of tim balls steve, now now, Steve really was behind the eight ball with coming in late, you know. So what you're, you're saying is, like, even so much less time to qualify, he still finished ahead of Tim? Are you insulting Tim? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying that he usually qualifies in the top 24. I don't think he's missed one in a while. Uh, yeah. I think he's been years. Well, it's, it, it hurts. Hopefully, it all depends hopefully, on the timing. <laughs> no, you got to work. You got to make money. So, unfortunately, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So, I'm going scratching off the stuff. Uh, pinball. What, what uh, stuff are you scratching off? 
Scratch and sniff? Scratch and sniff. Okay. Repairs. Any repairs this week? Oh, uh, no. I was at Papa. Yeah, you bastard. Oh, yeah. Well, I did. I, I visited Bruce's home. I didn't really get to see Bruce. No, he did not. On the way to Papa. Because, you know, Bruce said he was going to be back at 10, which I figured meant 11. And it was 11.15, really- so I was close. I was close. So I went downstairs, and, and just to paint you the picture, folks, yeah, I, I've, usually when I go down to Bruce's basement, I have my sneakers on. But Bruce has all new carpeting. So when I came in, it was like raining because the weather sucked Thursday. So I took my sneakers off. So when I went downstairs, I had socks on, which I usually don't have. Which is a concrete cold floor. Yep. So I got to experience the wonders of non-grounded games. <laughs> I got to experience uh, the tingle. Have? You have four. Actually, I have five. F- okay. Did you just must have brought another one in? Because I'll give you a pass for two of them. I when I go to play big game and and and, it, and I, I'm holding the lockdown bar and it's like, does this have a shaker motor on it? It feels like it's shaking. And I realize like, no, Ron. It's it's you're, you're getting a shock. So that was one. Then you had um, Eight Ball Champ. Yep, two. Which you just got in, so I was like, okay. But then I was horrified as I went over to Whitewater. Whitewater, which you've had forever. And yeah, it's no, not grounded. Whitewater I've had for a long time. Yep. Yes, and even more horrified when I played Centaur, the game that you practically built from scratch. Yep. And it's not grounded. Yep. What are you doing, Bruce? You trying to kill me? I, I always say, no, hold on. You're not going to die from it, so that's the first thing. Oh, I could have a pacemaker. Yeah, okay, then you're screwed. Second oh. thing is, I, I today I bought five ends so I can put a ground on it just for you. Ah, uh, thank you, Bruce. Thank you. So next time Ron comes I over, do appreciate he will get shot. And, and which even will probably he'll he'll be coming over for Buffalo. Probably guarantee that. And I I will say uh, thank you for replacing all the LEDs in Eight Ball Champ. Oh God, it looks I could, so much. I better, literally I I could not play it. I, I, know, te- I attempted to play it, and I know you're gonna. You know, people are say, "Oh, come on, it wasn't that bad." It wasn't even the flickering LEDs, which they were flickering badly. Whoever had it previously had put super white, bright LEDs in the slingshots, and mm-hmm. they literally were shining right in my face. Like I, when the ball would come down to the flipper area, I'd lose it. I could not yeah. see the ball. It's like, oh my god, how can you play this? You can't. And that's why I got so frustrated with it. So that's why. And we were talking about how you like to talk about how many lights are on a 6803 system. How many? Guess how many LED bulbs I took out of that thing. This is not including, not including GI. 115. 130. I was close. You were. Guess how many I already have out of. Uh, now, I'm also doing the nine ball I've had for eight or nine months. And it's just flickering. It's just bothering me, too. So I'm finally doing that at the same time. I'm up to 40 bulbs and I'm almost done. But uh, yeah, the the uh, we put pictures up for the uh, eight ball champ, and now that is the LED, so you'll be able to enjoy that. Hopefully, you can take it home the next time, so we can you know. Yep. Put some pictures up from uh, Papa on the uh, Slam Till page. Yes, you did. A lot of people like my picture of a box of for dialed in. Yes. But the dialed in that was there came in, and I I said like hopefully one day I'll be seeing this box at my house. I'm also still the karate champ, Bruce. Yes, you, you know. are, but against but against me. Yeah, against you. you yep, yeah, I lose. But you know, exploiting the game, I did good. Ready for some ball bag? I'm all done with the repair. Oh, well, I, I still have to rebuild stars flippers this week, and uh, I have the kit just came in, and and Bruce was lucky. Bruce was lucky with his stars. It actually came with the right chime unit in it. It actually plays not bad for what I paid for. Yep, and your backlash is better than mine, but. 
just about every star's backlist I've seen is better than mine, I'm starting to realize. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Well, luckily, I think our check cash, cash today. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah, that's story for the way in the future. The Slam Tilt game. Slam Tilt game. Before we get to the mailball pack, Jesus, the blind ball pack. Before we get to that, I'm thinking, like, when we go to shows together, yes. if we get high scores, we should put STP in. STP? For the initial Stone Temple Pilots? For Stone Temple Pilots. No, yeah, for Slam Tilt Podcast. Okay, we can do that. Because I know some people do that, like, in different leagues or other, like, some organizations they're part of. They'll put that in. We should start doing that. It's like, woo, the Slam Tilt guys were here. Zach came over this week also and helped me. He said I need something over tomorrow to help me out to finish up because we have a Buffalo Pinball League night at my house this weekend. And then next weekend, we have a busy weekend of uh, events. Uh, Thursday is the uh, uh, Syracuse Pinheads. That's at the normal location every Thursday. Friday is Central New York Pinball League night number three. And that's at uh, Wizards Arcade, Wizards Pinball out in Syracuse. And then Saturday is uh <laughs> is Western New York Finals. Western New York League Finals. So we're doing the upcoming events already. You're getting your upcoming events. Well, I'm just, no, I'm just I'm just getting them out of the way. So just talking about them. Out of order. Out of, of order. order. You're screwing up the format. Well, this is no. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and uh, speaking of you have all these events, there's an actual pinball league starting in Albany. I know. I, I was going to bring that up. That was going to be next. Multiple people brought it up to me. Howard when I was at um, Papa, he brought it up. Then, actually, Zach must have talked to the guy who's running the league because he actually sent me a PM on Pinside. Yeah, that's and then, cool. And then we just one of the emails we got from our listeners is reminding it's the same thing that there's a league in Albany. So, and I, I will be, I'll be playing in it. We'll see how it goes. Every week. This is exciting. Every week. This is exciting. Get your dad with you. Uh, I'll have to talk to him see if he cares. I think you should. We'll see. We'll see when what I get him back in a competitive pinball. Eh. Well, it's eh. a league. It's it's more, you know, don't think of it as competitive. competitive. Think of more of it's like... Competitive uh, pinball. Uh, not everything is competitive. Okay. Whatever. Let's go to the Slam Tilt Ball Bag. I think the pinball is an apartment is the first new one. Nope. Actually, it's not. The Jersey Accent one is the first one. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I that I had a Southern Jersey, not a Northern Jersey accent. Guess his parents dropped them on his head. Yes, they did. And that was from David. Did you pick up a game for Scott? Yes, I picked up a roach. <laughs> not, not my words. Not my words. It's, it's, oh, oh, yeah, you know, Timmy was going to help me. Yeah, thanks, Tim. It, after, after the finals, he, he left. So Thanks, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Who did help you? Uh, Mark Steinman. Nice. You know, the guy who runs the building. Uh, and when we're putting it in my car, he's looking at it. It's like, wow, this thing's a piece of shit. So he, he agreed with Scott. <laughs> it's a target pull, hey. which is funny because that was one of the games in B Division mm-hmm. qualifying that I had the third or fourth highest score on. So I love target pull. You're surprised you're not keeping it. No, no, no. He can have it. So would you like to take the next one? Sure. Is this the pinball as an apartment? Yes, it is. Okay, this is from one. Derek. Hi, guys. Long-time listener, and I have a question I think many pinball collectors face, especially the new younger generation. Damn hippies. The generation, yeah, damn hippies, your hula hoops and rock and roll music. The generation who can't afford a house, struggling with college debt, 
and would rather invest in a pinball machine. They wonder why the pinball industry is hurting. Ha ha. I am currently living in a one-bedroom apartment. It was formerly an old folks' retirement community. Old folks' home. With many houses converted into apartments. Each house holds four units. I intentionally went for a ground floor unit in courtesy of the neighbor above me. I've talked to the neighbor above me. He's completely fine with, uh, with it. Oh, having a pinball machine. So as long as I don't play it or have crazy parties at like 11 p.m. Nice older fellow who knows at least what a pinball machine is. Okay, uh, the two other units separated by hallways, so they really couldn't hear anything. I plan on getting the pin sound mod so I can use headphones. I was told by a friend that he had some games in an apartment once, and people never knew it, mainly because the sound really doesn't travel through the ceilings. Bullshit. So here's the... <laughs> <laughs> However, another important question is, if it's even smart to put a game in as it may not even fit in the doorway, it's a 600-foot... Yeah, so a 600-square-foot unit as well. However, there's a dining room corner... And that is where I could put at least three games. I've done measurements. That's a good thing. And a modern stern can fit in the doorway, but just barely. Wide bodies are obviously not even considered. I wonder why. What's the difference? They can be considered. Yeah, you can be considered. Just to let you know, a wide body, at least, like, the, the, head, the head for a Star Trek Next Generation is the same as the head size for a getaway. Yep. So that's how you're going to be putting it through the door. So if you can fit a getaway through there, you'll be able to fit a Star Trek through there, a doorway. Uh, I put a queen-size bed in with great effort, a three-seat leather couch. It can probably seat four. Flooring is bamboo if that makes a difference, but obviously the game will sit on rubber feet. Is this even feasible without getting evicted? What do you think, Bruce? Well, first, sound does carry through, but luckily when we have – we actually have tournaments at my house sometimes until like 11 or 12 o'clock, and my wife is at 8 o'clock going, screw this, going to bed. And she'll fall asleep, and I have some insulation above, but she'll hear for a little bit, and then she'll fall asleep. What you need to find out is what your neighbor likes to drink. And then when you're going to have a party, you, you or you're going to play a lot of pinball, you go up to his house beforehand, you say, here's your six-pack, old-timer, have a good one, and rock away, you know, and then you can have a good old time. But don't have it late either, because then you don't want to be people getting mad or anything like that, but... Sound does travel. It's actually not the audio sound that really is the most annoying thing. It actually is the mechanical sound that actually travels more. So do one and see how it goes. And this this isn't um, mail, but this was a comment from our friend Scott, who made a correction. In Flash Gordon, the music they used for the Hawkmen during the battle scene, the... Fulton's theme, I believe it's called. It's actually from the, the game Vanguard. I gave, I gave the wrong game, but that is correct. That's it's And actually, that came first before Vanguard. Vanguard actually oh, yeah. stole it. Vanguard ripped off the... Yep, Vanguard ripped it off from the movie. I actually had one, uh, one of our listeners comment to me, making fun of me, making fun of Surf and Safari. Surf Safari is cool. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I was wrong. They did fix the bug exploit for the uh, random award. Yep, you're wrong. Played good. I liked it. Steve Daniels, I was wrong, so, but at least you know now. I will say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. And he actually said he won uh, the Northeast Pinball League A Division, so very nice job, Steve. Big thumbs up. Thumbs up. Woohoo! Mail here from uh, non-Australia Ryan. He was asking us previously about what shows we recommended. And we said, like, it depends on what you're looking for. Well, he says what he's looking for is a show to play pinball and bring friends with to play. Try to get them to buy pins later so I can play them at their house. 
<laughs> so I would say, yeah, like probably Allentown or Texas or something like that. Or yeah, Pen, probably or Texas. But don't get your over close. He's in, he's in the Midwest, so probably not even a lot of shows. It's just the Expo. Expo and Midwest Gaming Classic. Kalamazoo and Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo's smaller, but you can do Kalamazoo. Also. There you go. So that's that one. A lot of email because we were kind of getting slacking. behind. Or, yeah, slacking. We got uh, Good Day, lads. <laughs> YNC. Good day, lads. Bruce, I love you, but your OC accent sucks. Leave it to Ron. Got that? Okay. Okay. Ron one, Bruce zero. With Star Wars rumored. But he didn't say he loves you. Oh, yes, he does. No, he didn't say that. Oh, that's right. He says he loves you, but your OC accent sucks. So he doesn't love me, but my accent's better. Okay. With Star Wars rumored to be possibly announced in two weeks at a Star Wars convention, which uh, Stern actually pulled themselves, at least the announcement from that. They pulled the announcement, but they're But still that doesn't necessarily mean they won't be there. And for those who say, like, what are we talking about? Uh, again, um, uh, enterprising pinheads. Not enterprising, that's not the right word. Um, inquiring pinheads. Inquiring pinheads. They looked at a Star Wars convention, noticed that uh, Stern was on the guest list. I believe once that got out, Stern removed themselves, had themselves removed from the guest list, but the rumors being that they will be unveiling the Star Wars pin there. No, they'll be unveiling, like, something of it, like pictures maybe or yeah. video. So he's asked us, what do we hope for in a new Steve Ritchie Star Wars game? Hopefully, hopefully, this is what I'm hoping for. Lyman Sheets with him. That's it! Yeah, probably not going to happen. I what know. I'm hoping for is a cool hand-drawn art, usual Steve Ritchie flow, and if they could get Mark Hamill to do all the voiceovers to be like the narrator of the game. Since he does tons of voices anyway, and he seems to be pretty approachable. Yes, he does a lot of voices. Because so you know you're not going to get Harrison Ford to do anything. He's um, dead. So who he, cares? Harrison Ford isn't dead. No, he's dead in the movie, so oh, who cares? Jesus Christ. He's not dead in this one. It's the original trilogy, you idiot. But that, that's what I'm hoping for, for the game. Oh, someone sent a link to, um, yeah, this was <laughs> this, this was from uh, Jim. He sent us an email with a link um, that, this was an April Fool, I believe it was an April Fool's joke originally. And, and Bowen, Bowen Karens used to send this out on RGP days, every April Fool's, which was a realistic looking post where he said he went to um, and, and played a prototype Beavis and Butthead pinball machine. And he even gives, like, the rules for it. And, yeah, he makes it sound like it really exists. Mm-hmm. And every year some people would believe it. Oh, yes, but it was, they is, would. Yeah. We can only hope. I would love a Beavis and Butthead for that. that. You talk about dream themes. That's it right there. That is my dream theme. I had one. Oh, what was Beavis yours? Family Guy. Family Guy. Oh. I thought it was ELO. No, because I know that never happened. I think that's it. I had uh, one. No, one e- we got more. Well, an email from Tim. Nope. Telling Scott. me that um, screw him. Telling me that uh, Albany has a pinball league starting up. Yep. So, um, oh god, what 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 does Scott say now? Scott was making fun of my because I Papa does not have blackjack uh, ROMs because Bruce sold his blackjack, which I tried to buy another one and I couldn't. I didn't get a didn't get it. And that he has new Barracora in test that does play for multipliers and all game ROMs instead of both OS ROMs, which... And he said, good luck with that ship B lineup and Ron, Papa Ron. And with even, and with Pump and Dump, that changes everything with people with deep pockets. 
Uh, no, I, I didn't really have to play that much to qualify. How much did you spend? Uh, I'd have to look at my credit card. But I was I was too, qualified. Too I was qualified with a, a limited number, and most of the entries were trying to play to either countdown or heavy metal meltdown to get that sixth score up. And that, that's that's where I end up blowing. Oh, and and classics. Yeah, I did spend a shitload on classics, but it's classics. What do you want? I know. So uh, next week's guest, we're gonna have another guest next week. Yes, and it's the pinball princess herself. Herself. That that's that's her. That's what her email says. Yep. And I'm very looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. Is a uh, fellow fellow. Well, I guess I'm not an OCPC. No, you're well, not. I kind of you am. Are, uh, I guess no, I don't. You're not. Oh, come on. By proxy, I should be. I go to enough of their no, events. The Orange County Pinball. Um, what is the C stand? You go to every one of my Club. tournaments too. Orange so you County, should be in Western New York. Yeah, the Orange County Pinball Club member will be joining us. But we'll just we'll just tantalize you. We'll just leave that there. We're not going to go any further our, there. The first lady. So Ron, you better be on your best behavior. No, you better be on your best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm fine. Always. Oh yeah, God. you're fine. Yes, yes. No, no, no. They expect it from me. <sighs> God. They don't expect it from you, and then when you come up with stuff, it just ruins the whole show. Ruins the whole show, yes. The whole show. Ruined! Ruined! Uh, one more thing I wanted to comment about. I've noticed that people have not made reviews of us lately on iTunes. Please, we can always use a couple more reviews. Hey, if they're bad, I don't give a shit. They're good. I just want some more reviews. We haven't had one since December. And the one I did read was very funny. We hate everything. You don't hate everything. I hate everything. Yeah, Bruce hates everything. Except for early valleys. I got to play Alien Star a lot. It was awesome. Yeah, I know. Ron wants an Alien Star, guys. Two million, so. two million on Alien Star, another top ten in the qualifying. That was awesome. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And that was with no real multi-ball, because every time you locked the ball for multi-ball, when you got it, the ball would immediately drain in the left out lane the way it would kick out. Which is oh, kind God. of bullshit, but... So I, I just went alley pass spinner, alley pass spinner. That's that's all I did. I managed to get two million. Did you actually see my text today? All my text? Or did uh, you yes, I saw I saw your text. Okay. I'm we'll igno- talk about that afterwards. Okay. Yeah, I was ignoring okay. you. I'm like, are you serious? Come on. You need to get control. You need to get no, control. He's out of control, no. folks. He's out of control. OCC. I was down in your basement and I'm like, he sold games? Where? This this thing I is did. full again. Yeah, you only oh, have like one one section that doesn't have games now, and it's just got crap. No, there. The, I have. Oh, how how much gaps do I have now between the games, though? That's true. And the floor looks great. Thank you. The floor looks Except great. For now it's peeling. It's peeling now. Oh, the rugs look I great. Have to redo it. Everything looks like that extra room is all all fixed up, looking nice. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to take a picture before league night. It's really cleaned up downstairs now. There's no more shit on the floor. The the couches are set up in the corner now again. I have a nice little waiting room. The jukebox is set up, and you didn't see this weekend. You had a pole installed. Nope. I got a. I wish. Uh, I got a sixty-in-one game with a forty-inch monitor in it. Why? I like to play Galaga and Burger Time and Frogger and Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior. All right. All right. So you get to play Galaga now when you come over. Uh no, no, I'm not doing that. I made that mistake once. I went to one of uh, yeah, it was like Western New York event. Where I, I get there, I get there, and it's like there's a Galaga. I'm like, Ron, you need to get the high score on that. And like everyone's telling me, I need to get the high score, so I play it. Yeah, I, I spent like, one game. I was on the thing for over two hours it's because I, I I beat the one score, and I'm told like, oh no, actually the the real high score is this. They have it up at the desk, so keep playing. By the time I was done, <laughs> everyone was fucking gone. 
I was like the only person still there. Sorry. Boy, what anger. No, we, I didn't leave you because I drove you there. No, I drove there myself. Did you? Yeah. That was at the uh, Fantasy Raceways or whatever it was called. Jay Giles just died. Jay Giles died? Yep. Chuck just posted it. Bummer. Yes, yeah, Mr. Webster. I was trying to think of a really bad joke there based off a title of a uh, Jay Giles band song and I couldn't think of anything. Yep. John Giles of Jay Giles band dies. And he was the guitarist. Yep, he was 71. Wow, he's old. Older than I thought. And don't forget April 28th, right? That's April. No, it's April 29th. It's Howard's, uh, what's it called? The Catskill, Catskill Classic. Match play pinball tournament. On All April right, 29th. that's what it's called. Okay, two p.m. Be there, be square. I know you'll be down there because I'll be in Buffalo, defending my title. Yeah, I'll be down. Yeah, I back to play. I'll be there. I've played like shit lately. Yeah, yeah, you have. I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, but you still beat me. So I keep telling you, just pretend you're playing me. You will never lose. Hey. Oh boy. Oh wow, this is took this long to get the first yawn. That's it's how you know this This is a... It's 8.30. Oh, that's so right. You know. We had recorded earlier. Oh, that's it. That's it. Exactly. I, I'm an old fart. You are an old fart. <laughs> you got anything else, man? We good? No, I think we're good. We're good? Hey, guys, uh, don't forget... Uh, well, any comments about GoldenEye? Because I think you Goldeneye actually saw that one. That one I saw. the video game ever video for game. Nintendo 64. Oh, okay. Uh, pinball game is good, too. I always liked it. Yeah, I did. Actually, I, I, the only thing I don't like is crotchware. Crotchware is bad for people. Crotch. Oh. Yeah, that's the wear but between the flippers. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. From the crotch magnet. Crotchware. Okay, there's there's a new term for the uh, the pinball dictionary. That's an old one. That's an old one. That's crotchware. Oh, Steve Bowden, fun with bonus. You got to add that crotchware. It's uh, wear between the flippers. Remember that? I love crotchware. Oh, I'm sure you do, Bruce. Oh my! Oh Don't forget, my. let's all wish George Takai a happy 80th birthday next wish week. Me a happy 80th birthday. You know what? I thought I was older than that. Really? Yes, I thought I was older than 80. Are you sure? Let me look it up right now. George Takai. Oh, hey, funny. If you look up George Takai, like, oh my, is like the first, <laughs> the first thing that pops up. Oh, I, I guess so. Yes. April 20th, he will be 80 years old. And remember, vote for George Takai. Yes, vote for George Takai. Make him a senator. Yes, make him a senator. Senator Takai. Because he will literally take the helm, just like on Star oh Trek. My. Oh, my. <laughs> All right, thanks, everyone. Thanks, uh, Josh, for again, for being on the show. Excellent. Thanks, everyone, Excellent. who's been sending us... Uh, um, emails and correspondence. We were like one week behind on that. Sorry about that. We were, we're back in the groove. We'll be back next week with another guest. Yes. Yes, Less we will. work for me. Yes. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Molly Atkinson.